Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street That leads him to the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I want to go back to the country Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I want to go down that open road Take me to Texas I want to see how far this country goes up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the rising wind. Let's do this. Everything here at the bunkhouse is held together with a piece of duct tape, a drywall screw, or a bread tie. We'll take it. Good morning. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, 7 to 9, right here on the Outdoor Zone radio network. Or you can catch us 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com and on all your, your your favorite podcast platforms. We're there. I think we're on all of them, thanks to Beefsteak. My name is TJ Graney. Cody Ryan is at the ranch on opening weekend of deer season. And uh, he's going to try and call in. Beefsteak is in the same place. Not the same ranch, but both those dudes are out at the deer lease uh, on opening weekend of deer season. Not a better weekend in the state of Texas happening every year than opening weekend of deer season. But I'm TJ Graney, and I'm here for you, the regulators, to make sure we stay in tune and on uh on a level playing field with the rest of the world. We got uh, Road Rash. He's the ranch end around this place. He gets here early and makes sure the gate gets open and the old potbelly stove gets fired up. Boy, the sunrise this morning, this whole fall back, is giving us some incredible sunrises. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they were good before, yes, but having the uh, having the view from the bunkhouse here is wow if you haven't been out early in the morning recently it's been crisp and lovely it was warmed up yesterday in the mid 80s upper 80s and that was nice too but boy these crisp crisp nice mornings just make all the difference in the world starting to feel like fall around here leaves are changing a little bit i've been up north off and on with some traveling in illinois and virginia and some places and the leaves are changed there already but we're getting some of that stuff around here and it's nice it's nice to see a little bit of color um deer season yeah deer season it's here if you're not a deer hunter you may not even get this i don't i don't know why you're not why you're listening this show if you're not a deer hunter or if you haven't hunted deer, but um, welcome to you anyway. Um, we'll allow anybody in here around the campfire with us. Um, but for you guys, there's I know some of you guys are sitting in the deer stand listening to the show. Or you guys text us all the time sitting in the deer stand. And I'll try not to talk too loud, but. You're just going to have to deal with it. 
put those earplugs in. You you're you can't be all that worried about it if you're listening to the show and now if you're at a bow stand listening to the show and you stick one, respect level for you has gone way up. I don't know how you did that. I can't sit quietly by myself with nobody around and do that this year. And I've had the hardest year. I know I don't want to. I don't want to pull out the rifle yet because I don't want to. I don't want to do that yet. I want it when I pull out the rifle, then everything starts dropping all around. And I'm not not that I'm some expert marksman or something. It's just a lot easier to kill a deer with the rifle. But on the show today, we're gonna. I got a couple of different people calling in. Hopefully, we'll get Cody Ryan on the, here from the ranch. We'll hopefully we'll have. Um, Captain Gordon Taylor call in from the coast, and we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on down there. Man, they're killing the redfish down there. They're killing them. And uh, so that's great. And we're going to also get Rick McGee's going to call in from Virginia if everything works right. And it's muzzleload weekend there, opening weekend of muzzleloader season. And they've ki- they're killing some deer down there with their muzzleloaders. And I thought, man, we don't really – think about muzzleloaders here much but i think it'd be fun to talk about that and see exactly what those guys are doing down there i've got a muzzleloader but i've never i've never used it for hunting deer i i i should i guess now i've used a shotgun with buckshot and that's was different you want to talk about a put a Put a big old hole in the side of a deer. Uh, buckshot will sure do that. I mean, there's a lot of places that all you can use is shotguns and buckshot. You can't use a rifle like we use here in Texas. I mean, it, we are so blessed here in this state to be able to use rifles and every other element to try and take some of the deer. Uh, so I got some of the the numbers here just I thought was interesting. Um, annually, we have about 700,000 deer hunters in the state of Texas. That seems like a lot. 700,000? Is that not a lot? It seems like a lot. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking of my little circle of influence here in central Texas and the hill country and that might be that that might be a small circle of influence but um 700,000 deer hunters annually in the state of Texas the Edwards Plateau in central Texas has the highest deer population in the state with an estimated 2.37 2.37 million deer so the central Texas area, Austin, San Antonio, I guess that would probably be the Llano area, Edwards Plateau, 2.37 million deer. So if all 700,000 deer hunters got two deer, we put a pretty good smackdown on those deer and there'd be plenty left. And that's just one segment. The state estimates 5.5 million white-tailed deer in 2020. 5.5 million deer in the state of Texas. Now you throw in the 230,000 mule deer, which I didn't know we had that big a population of mule deer. Cody Cody wants to go smack a mule deer. Cody Ryan wants to smack a mule deer. I think I'd like that too. Now I didn't realize our populations were that big. So there's there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. And I guess those are all West Texas muleys. I don't yeah, they're not around central Texas or East Texas. Those gotta just be all the all out way out west with 230 
thousand mule deer. So the deer population overall with muleys and everything is five point seven. And that's up from last year. So ample forage, plenty of rain. Mule deer without me. No, I'm I'm ladies and gentlemen, from the ranch. He's forfeited his opportunity to go kill a weird horn deer. Is Cody Ryan on opening weekend of deer season in the bunkhouse, the outdoor zone? Uh, I still got to teach you this. After 40 years, you still call them deer deer horns. It's antlers, Dad. Yes. So plenty of deer with antlers out there. Um, Big O antlers. (laughs) But I was just talking about the. Uh, mule deer population in the state of Texas is two. They they uh, the count this year was two hundred thirty thousand, and I thought that seems like a lot. Well, you, you know that's on my hit list. I want to do that so bad. Those mule deer, uh, either in West Texas or do the Mountain Deal, you know, kind of like a an elk hunt or whatever that looks like. That mule deer hunt is is high on my bucket list for some reason it just uh it intrigued me this year and i want to get it done i've never done it i i i like that idea and um i like the idea of participating in that with you i was talking to um caden one of my uh, koz boys out in west texas he uh he's in el paso and he has a farm a ranch his family has a ranch out in West Texas, and he was out calling yesterday evening, doing some coyote calling, bobcat, whatever, and he shot a badger. They shot a badger, and I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen a badger in in the field while I've been in the field, and oh my goodness gracious, it was incredible, beautiful. Are you supposed to be talking about this? Huh? Oh, it's legal to shoot a badger. It's just a predator. Is that, is just, that legal? Yeah, it's legal. It's just you don't see them very often. You just don't see badgers. And, well, it's either either he shot it or he's petting it. And uh, that would be really even more rare to be petting a live badger well i don't i don't know that uh petting a live live badger is any more um uh accepted or promoted by cats than shooting one so well i'll tell you what is necessary and what is important and what needs to be um paid attention to is right now With the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it is imperative we support our local gun shops. The one we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's Guns. Family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealership. Looking for your personal carry or a referral class? One place, McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. You can call them. 512-472-3532 512-472-3532 or online and mcbridesguns.com mcbrides guns is our hometown gun shop okay on the flip side we're going to try and keep cody ryan with us he's at the deer lease uh we got a little bit of a report on the coast what's going on down there a little bit of report on uh what's going on around the lakes around here with the bait fish just going nuts and the uh, crappie are good on some of the lakes right now so we'll talk a little bit fishing when we come back on the flip side it's the outdoor zone we are live in the bunkhouse uh we're 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com is partnering with the Salvation Army of Central Texas for the 7th Annual Rock the Red Kettle Concert. The Rock the Red Kettle virtual event features Corey Morrow, Drew Womack, and Walt Wilkins on Sunday, November 8th with a virtual... Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. 
It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of <laughs> Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. Live in the bunkhouse, I'm TJ Granny. It is opening weekend of deer season in the Lone Star State. God bless Texas. Don't wait. Happening right now. We have a huge Black Friday savings at Nile Maxwell Supercenter with the deals of a lifetime on our best pricing on hundreds of new Jeeps. We're taking thousands off MSRP on our entire inventory. It starts with employee pricing for all. You pay not $1 more over the employee pricing. Our promise to beat any price in Central Texas is is there to back that up to zero percent for 84 months on new jeep cherokees grand cherokees and jan grand cherokee limiteds and make no payments until 2021 let that sink in it's now maxwell's black friday sales event and it's already started come in today for more details and save thousands and exclusive maxwell black friday rebates at the nile maxwell supercenter it's at 620 and 183 or online at com. That's a good deal right there. Man, I don't know if... Uh, Makes you want to go I buy a Jeep. I don't know if you heard, but our buddy Clark Winlet has won oh, Angler of the Year in the Bassmaster my, Elite Series. I thought you said that because he uh, stumbled at that last tournament you guys were fishing that he was going to have a hard time making it. But I saw that last night, and, I, man, it made me so happy. Well, by three points, he wins Angler of the Year, which is the number one feat in bass fishing to win Angler of the Year. It means you're the most consistent angler throughout the year. You've had the most consistent high finishes, and it's probably the hardest award to win in bass fishing. And Clark Winlet. Uh, moving back over to Bassmaster after fishing a career over at the FLW Tour and, and winning the most Angler of the Year <laughs> titles at FLW, uh, moves over to Bassmaster and wins a Bassmaster Angler of the Year title yesterday. Awarded that the final day of the tournament going on at Lake Fork. Going on at Lake Fork, baby. He's a, They're uh, doing that at Lake Fork? Catchway release style catchway release tournament you know the parks and wildlife texas parks and wildlife and the and the bass masters uh have kind of teamed up for years for several several years to put on a big event and a big tournament and this is that tournament that you know obviously got postponed for ever and ever with all the craziness this year and so they had it uh on lake fork it's going on final day today you can watch Bassmaster live bassmaster.com I don't get paid to say that, but uh, I am ruthlessly addicted to watching it. Uh, but it is, uh, it's just, man, it's so good to have, you know, one of the good guys win. And it's just good to see him. You know, he had, I mean, Clark Winlet is no hidden matter, you know, had a heart attack a couple of years ago. And, you know, you have something like that in your life. And I think it kind of changes people's thoughts. Is he going to be, is he going to come back as good as he ever was? Is he, you know, going to be able to do this again? Or is his thought process is love behind fishing going to change? And I think he pretty much just answered that. So, uh, it's, it's a cool victory, a cool, a cool win for him and, and a good one for Bass Master. Well, and, and Clark's a local guy. He's been here for years. He's been, uh, friendly to the local fishing clubs and the people around here. He's, 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 um, approachable. And, um, I mean, it's not unusual for him to be at a, at the Cabela's store or the Bass Pro store here somewhere and, and, uh, shaking hands and meeting people. And, um, he's a good, great father. Um, he loves Jesus with all his heart and, yeah, there's a there's a good man right there, and I lo- I love that he's just not some young buck, but he has proven himself for twenty years to be a brilliant 
angler. And and it yeah. and, okay. and there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of young guys that are really good and uh they come they come out shooting but he has absolutely been consistent in his uh in his fishing career and I love that he switched from the FLW it could have been more you know perfect timing and you're right the bassmasters uh bassmaster tournament trail the classic and the angler of the year and the elite series it uh, it is the top of the top the prime of bass fishing and where every every little boy grows up wants to be a part of it and every angler wants to be a part of it and every professional fisherman somewhere inside he might be doing something else, but somewhere inside, he's just like, man, I would love to get that. Yeah, well, it's the uh, it's the biggest the biggest deal. So uh, it's pretty cool. Bassmaster Open Series. Uh, we'll finish up our season here central, uh, happening at Lake Louisville. So it'll be here in Texas, a lake that not typically uh, fished for uh, or doesn't have typically a big Bassmaster event on it. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Smaller lake, uh, just not not real conducive to 200 boats in my opinion, but it is what it is, and that's where we're going, and somebody's going to win, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to fish for bass over there on Lake Louisville here in the next week. Uh, I'll leave uh, I'll leave this coming weekend, but this coming weekend, and uh, and go down there to fish uh, practice, and then and then fish the tournament. Looking forward to getting on uh, a new place. I always like new places, whether it's going to be tough or not. You know, I, I really kind of like a tough tournament because if you find just a little something, you got a shot rather than uh, a slugfest where you got to catch 29 pounds of bass rather than, you know, and you can only catch 25 pounds of bass or whatever. So, uh, it's, I kind of like the tough ones. I, I kind of say I don't because it's not as fun, not catching very many fish, but I think your chances to win sometimes are elevated if you can figure out how to catch a bass. So kind of an interesting technique, you know, uh, I don't know that you hear a lot of fishermen say, man, I really want to go out and to a lake that uh, I'm not going to catch very many bass on and uh, try and catch a few bass when there's not very many bass to catch. (laughs) Yeah, that's not where I would want to go. I would want to go. Of course, I I don't know the difference, (laughs) so I'd just go out there and go, well, there's going to be great fishing here and not really know the difference in a lot of places. But... um, but I, I do, you know, I do like that. And I tell you that all the time when you go out, I go, you know, if there's a little weather or if there's something a little bit off, uh, you know, I always tell you, man, this is your, this is gear, go get them. And, uh, you know, because it does, it, it, I think in some ways it just, it makes the challenge and the fight just a little bit better and a little bit, uh, more, uh, defined, you know, that you've, you've really got to dig in and pay attention and and you got to be good you got to be good so yeah yeah it's uh it's tough it's a mental it's a mental game and i'm working on my mental game right now a lot of people don't understand that in bass fishing and especially tournament bass fishing is a huge part of it is is mental mental being that uh, you have to be uh, able to uh, accept a tough conditions or accept a tough lake, but still, um, have the, you know, mindset that you're going to go out and catch them and you're going to catch more than the next guy. And, um, and if conditions change, be able to change when you need to change, even if you didn't practice that way or didn't catch them that way in practice. So there's a lot of elements, a lot of pieces to it, a lot of mental, um, plays to the game of bass fishing that I think are a lot more, um, a lot more to it than, than people realize. You know, you see guys going momentum, momentum, 
uh, races where they're, you know, they can't be beat for multiple tournaments. And that's all a mental deal. They know they can't be beat in their head. And uh, and so they, they just fish better. They catch fish because you fish better when you think, when you're positive about where you are and what you're doing and, and how you're fishing, you just fish better. Well, I know that you think every cast you're going to catch a fish. Well, I know uh, that I know you that catch, you end up catching a lot more fish. I know that, uh, for me, a lot of times, once you hit about noon, one o'clock, my interest level drops off and there's been a lot of tournaments <laughs> that you guys fish where that two, three o'clock or that you know, five minutes to three when you got to uh, drop the big motor and head in really fast, uh, you guys are catching fish or you catch the fish. And uh, and I, so it, I can see the mental part of it. Um, but, you know, that's, that's what you guys do. That's why you guys do it is because you're challenging yourself. So, uh, all right, hey, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. We got Cody Ryan on the line with us live from the ranch on opening weekend of deer season here in the state of Texas. Uh, archery country, there's some of you guys out there still sticking them with your bow. Good for you. I'm staying in it with my bow from archery country until I get my deer, and then I may switch. But right now, it's archery country. Whether you're an avid bow hunter chasing elk, whitetail, bear, game around the world, Archery Country is the place to get all your gear. If you're looking for something for your kids, the folks at Archery Country know all the tournaments, school programs. They can coach the kids, hold classes regularly. They have the Genesis bows there. You can find all your gear, targets, arrows, and accessories you need on site and available for professional installation every day at Archery Country. 8121 Research Boulevard, Austin, archerycountry.com, Austin, archerycountry.com. Okay, on the flip side, we're going to do news of the weird. You're going to want to hear that. And uh, more with Cody on the ranch live on opening weekend of deer season here in the bunkhouse. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. You're the regulators that keep us going here. And there's no more important time for us regulators to gather up. Make sure you got plenty of ammo. Make sure you got all your gear. Take good care of it. It's important. Sun Automotive. You need to keep your wheels running. You need to keep your truck running, your car running. Make sure your wife's car's running. Make sure all that maintenance has been taken care of properly. Well, Sun Auto can help you with that. Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. When it comes to auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs, transmission services, Sun Automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the Sun Auto Service Repair Shop nearest you follow them on facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week there's locations all around central texas 405 west slaughter lane 1300 medical parkway in cedar park 1403 river boulevard in georgetown and lakeway 1206 ranch road 620 com. now it's time for our news of the weird huh Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So, uh, Cody Ryan, you're out at the ranch, right? Out at the deer lease? And you're doing a little... That's not weird. No, no, no. But you're walking around and um, and you're paying attention. And uh, if you see a piece of trash on the ground, you'll pick it up, right? I mean, you just kind of oh, for sure. Yeah, and so like 
a couple of times where I run in the local park in the mornings and I'll be going across the parking lot and there'll be a piece of trash in the middle of the parking lot. And I'm, I'm just getting my run started. And one of the things runners hate to do is to stop just to stop and, and stall out for a minute. Cause it's hard to get your mojo going again, but I'll stop and I'll pick that trash up and I'll take it over to a trash can and I'll throw it in there. Not for any reason, except I hate trash. And, you know, one of the things that's always been big around the central Texas area, the Austin area, is the um, is the Barton Creek and the water quality and the creek water quality. And, you know, all those things about keeping the waterways pristine. I mean, you know, so the blind salamander will survive or the snail or the toad or whatever it is but it's been and and now with the homeless problem here in central texas it is it is there the voices have been silenced i mean you don't hear those environmentalists out there marching up and down the creeks where it's just full anymore it's well, apparently not. I don't know where they went or what they're doing, but uh, the Yellowstone. Well, so Yellowstone is what uh, what got me thinking about how because I travel and go to the national parks, I I'm very particular about trash and keeping leaving no trace, and uh, the visitors from uh, see man banned from Yellowstone National Park after rangers catch him cooking chickens in the hot springs the visitors from idaho also face hefty fines with the privilege of visiting that visiting national parks comes the with the privilege of visiting national parks comes the great responsibility of following the rules that protect their nearby beauty after allegedly trying to cook chickens in a hot spring at yellowstone national park one idaho man is learning the hard way that Flouting these rules comes with pricey consequences. Uh, On September 10th, two years after the offense, the Idaho man pled guilty to multiple charges, including foot travel in a thermal area and violating closures and use limits. East Idaho News first reported. According to Newsweek, three suspects were cited in the August 7 incident after a ranger received a report that the group of 10, including a child, were hiking towards the Shoshone Geyser Basin with cooking pots. They were found with two chickens in a sack placed inside a hot spring. The Idaho Falls suspect, who was not mentioned by name, will serve two years of unsupervised probation, will also be banned from visiting Yellowstone during this time. Additionally, court ordered him to pay fines of $600 Per charge. Wait, I don't understand what's going on. Explain this to me. A guy's cooking a couple of chickens in a hot spring geyser. Yes. So, like a natural boiling pot. Yes. And that's a problem. And he's now on on probation because of it. Because that's illegal. Yes. So I don't, I don't get it. So, so what'd you do, bro? Why are you here at the Provo office? Uh, I was cooking chicken. Yeah, he's going to have to. hot water. That's the. Naturally produced. So at Yellowstone, and I've been there several times in the last few years, actually, and those areas are all very carefully monitored so you don't get off into those areas because um, they've had 20 people have uh, died from berms, suffered from, uh, they've suffered after they entered or fell into hot springs, including children. And there's uh, Yellowstone had 4 million visitors last year, this year. And, um, and so they're just trying to keep people 
from not being a problem and uh and to try and keep those areas is clean and pristine and natural as possible and so i'm i'm a huge fan of keeping all that done and i've i've walked through yellowstone and picked up trash you and i've been on elk hunts what does that have to do with cooking a couple of chickens and some hot boiling naturally so who is it so who is it that grabs a couple chickens and goes hey we're in yellowstone let's go jump off the trail and go over here to that geyser and cook a couple chickens they've had 10 people with them and pots they probably had carrots i think it's awesome i think it's Dude, I would if I was in Yellowstone and I saw a Facebook invite for a party at the Geyser with Bring Your Own Chicken BYOC. I'm there, bro. I'm there. I would. I would not. For it? I would not. I would not take the call from Yellowstone Jail to come <laughs> bail you out in that situation. I'd say just leave him there. He can have his. He can cook his chicken and and eat it too, right there in jail. Well, I'm gonna get three hot, three hot meals in the morning. Three hots in a cot, right? Well, yeah, yeah, that's what they say. Well, I don't know. I, I just thought, I who I does that? Who does that? Who takes? Who thinks you can just take a chicken into Yellowstone Park, go off the trail? You got ten people with you. Who is the dad leading that charge? Uh, what in the world <laughs> were you thinking, Dad? I guess I'm going to be the cool dad because that's what we're doing. We're getting chickens. We're going to go cook them in Yellowstone. <laughs> oh. I think your internet connection there at the ranch is going to go get a little knocked off here. Uh, now I'm pretty sure it's perfect. So, <laughs> anyway, I I and the reason why I tie that back to um, to the conditions in the and the creeks and waterways around Austin is that um, at some point, and if you haven't seen the debris and the human waste and the car batteries and the and all the contaminants that are now yeah. scattered in, in in thick thickly areas thick areas thickly areas thick areas around our waterways Populated areas. it just along the creeks and in the waterways and where are those people that used to be concerned about that because we're going to get a we're going to get a rain and all that stuff's going to wash into the creeks then they're going to go into the rivers then it's going to go into the coast and it's just going to be a a catastrophe of and uh, and i just don't understand i am i've always been don't mess with my parks don't be a pig and you know, and just to, that 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 things get overlooked like that. I mean, I can't understand somebody who opens up a a, a gun gum wrapper and just throws the gum wrapper on the ground or a pack of cigarettes oh, or something. I just don't. Trust un- me, I know that story. I don't understand I was a it. Child and learned it. Well, and rightfully so. Obviously, you didn't learn about uh, going off the trail and barbecuing in a park um i'll tell you what though that's all it was uh yesterday celebrated 28 years with mrs graney 28 year anniversary and we went to we took 90 year old grandma and uh mrs graney very graciously uh chose to allow grandma to go with us on our 28 year anniversary and we went to Shore Raw Bar and Grill. And yeah, baby. she had the fried lobster Caesar salad. I had halibut tacos. And I'm telling you, over the top. Had a dozen Gulf oysters. Outstanding. And our friends over at Shore Raw Bar and Grill are killing it. You've got to make a reservation 
or you could do uh, curbside. You can still order curbside pull-up, and they'll bring it out to you. You can take it to the house. But you've got to go visit our friends at Shore Raw Bar and Grill. They're amazing, serving regional coastal cuisine, combining flavors from Texas, Louisiana, and Mexico. All their seafood is fresh, comes in, flies in every week, and they hand-pick it. Their desserts over the top. Rick Wahlberg, Jim Snyder, you're killing it over there, guys. We love your place, Shore Raw Bar and Grill, located Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go to shoreatx.com. Shoreatx.com for details. Shore Raw Bar and Grill. Go get you some. All right. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. You're the regulators, and we're just bringing you the show. Next, coming up is the Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss it. Live right here in the bunkhouse, Sunday morning, 7 to 9, or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Taking those back roads past where the pavement ends, yeah, your Honda can get there. Where, where the stars are so bright, you see it. You see that in the light of the bonfire, yeah, it can get there to every pilot passport ridgeline we sell can be outfitted in countless ways for endless journeys. And with over a, a million Hondas on the road equipped with Honda Sensing, your Honda is not only protecting the lives of the people in the car, but the lives of the ones you love too. There's plenty of reasons to be envious, but you don't have to be when you buy a new Honda from your local Central Texas Honda dealer today. First Texas Honda, Howdy Honda, Round Rock Honda, and Honda San Marcos. Online at centraltexashondadealers.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Graney. You're tuned in to the number one outdoor show on radio, piecing it together. With all the boys out on the ranch on opening weekend of deer season, except for me, I'm your good soldier here, working away, trying to make sure you get all the information and stay connected with us in the bunkhouse here. Hey, don't wait. Nile Maxwell's Black Friday event is on now at Nile Maxwell GMC. That's right. We're not going to make you wait until the end of the month to get the best deals because the lowest prices of the year are here now with even more and exclusive Maxwell Black Friday rebates. And those, uh, let's see, the 2020 Sierra 1500 with multi-pro tailgate. It's more than just a tailgate. Like like a multi-purpose tool, it can be configured and positioned to function in several ways. Perfect for any game day or work day. Go visit our go visit Tom Gammon and his team of professional grade experts who will take expert care of you. They believe the delivery of your vehicle is the beginning of the relationship, not the end. Get the best prices of the season right now. Now Maxwell GMC exit two fifty six in Round Rock. Online at nilemaxwellgmc.com. Okay. Hey. Yes. I uh placed my antenna on the roof of a steel building and I'm holding a piece of foil out of my nose to get you a uh, reliable connection from the ranch live on opening weekend. You're not a lone soldier. You're just a faithful soldier, but I just want to let you know this foil is irritating, but I'm doing it for you. Well, I think you need to cram it up there a little bit further. Go keep going until you can till it itches on the back of your head. Then you'll be uh, good. I feel it in my brain. All right, now it's time for Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna 
Follow your nose. Two Houston County game wardens were patrolling the northwestern end of Houston County when they entered a track of land and saw an open field with what first appeared to be dove blinds close to a tripod feeder. One of the wardens crossed the field to check the feeder, and as he got closer to the blinds, he smelled a strong odor of marijuana. The blinds were improvised grow houses for many large marijuana plants. The wardens then noticed a car parked behind bushes in front of a dilapidated house and could hear an air conditioner running. Upon further inspection around the house, the wardens found more marijuana plants. The wardens returned to their patrol truck and called the local sheriff's office for backup. Then they returned to the site and arrested the suspect. After further investigation, the house was confirmed to be a grow house complete with lights, fertilizer, surge protectors, timers, air filters, humidifiers, and water. The suspect in the house had served time for murder and transporting two kilos of cocaine across the southern border. They were, they were also in possession of a 410 shotgun and a 45 pistol. The pistol was reported stolen. The case and suspect were turned over to Houston County Sheriff's Office. Cases pending. Well, how does a guy... Like another day in the life of a game warden. How does a guy that's uh, that was convicted of murder and convicted of two kilos of cocaine smuggling... And I'm sure that's not the only thing on his record. How's he even out wandering around? Um, welcome to the justice system of the future, man. Let him be free. Let's live among the people. Uh, no, he was reformed, dude. He, uh, he took a class while he was in prison. They, he passed it, and they let him out. That works. Well, he made he still made some real basic mistakes. You you never put he a dove, you never put a dove house next to a feeder. <laughs> if he wouldn't that have done that, if he wouldn't have done that, game wardens would have just kept on going. They were just yeah. looking, you know. That's one of the things I love about those guys. And when I when I was with the border patrol and I did a couple of days with the border patrol. It was incredible how those guys just key into things that most people just like. One of the things we would be driving down the highway between some ranches and they'd slow down and they'd point and they see, you see that uh, bread bag, that plastic bread bag right there. And I thought, well, this looks like a piece of trash stuck in a bush. He goes, no, that's a trail marker. So the, Wow. smugglers know where to bring their guys across the road to get to the other side so they can catch the trail to keep going on the one they're on. I was just like, and they would do stuff like, uh, you know, they would know how many footprints were in the dirt from the day before, how many new feet, footprints, and sometimes rake the roads and stuff. I mean, game wardens and, uh, and, and police officers in general, you know, I, I mean, they just, they've heard all the excuses. They know about the dog running out in front of you and you had to swerve. They, I mean, they know all that stuff. You're not, you're not, you're not making <laughs> Is up. That's the one you go with. Well, that's the one I used when I was a kid and I ran over the fire hydrant with my, when I snuck my parents' car out and ran over the fire oh, hydrant. I didn't hear this story. Well, there's not much to tell. It was a short lived, <laughs> it was a short lived drive. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, they do, they just, uh, I, I love that about game wardens. They just see stuff. Here's another one. One evening, a boss County game warden received a call from a resident with a local neighborhood in a local neighborhood. Um, uh, they said they had just witnessed their neighbor dragging a deer from a large ranch behind the neighborhood. The warden contacted the suspect at his residence and saw a white tail buck hanging. When asked why the hunter killed it, the hunter replied to eat. The warden then enlightened the hunter and told him that it was not deer season until Saturday. Citations were issued. The deer was seized and donated to a local family. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. So, hey, I mean, people do that all the time. I mean, but this isn't the kind of economy and the kind of, I mean, back in the day when people were just trying to get a piece of bread, they'd stand in line in a soup line for, for hours and hours and hours to get a piece of bread, man. That's when they, that's when a lot of that stuff kind of stuff happened. But today with the, all the information out there, you're just a criminal. You go breaking the law like that. Yeah. And it's interesting. So we came up to the ranch a couple of days early up here in Rock Spring at my in-laws place. And, uh, we came up a, a couple of days before opening day of rifle season and, and went, and I went and sat with my bow, you know, you kind of get your last sit in or whatever with your bow before, uh, all the firearms start blasting. Well, I was sitting there in, in the bow blind and that evening before opening day and you know you hear a couple random rifle shots and you think the first thing that went through my head are they getting a jump on deer season because it starts in the morning or are they just like fine-tuning their rifles you know and get or out there shots in. out there shooting an axis or something that could be you know yeah, that could be it too but it it makes you think you know you're, it does. you're like hey i don't know there's no better way to ensure a successful farm or ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. The place you get that gear is farmranchstore.com. From handling equipment and ranching equipment to fencing, feeders, and rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you the top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today. Um, they also carry the um, top-line Top line um, hog traps, and man, what a need for those there is today. You can launch them from your phone from anywhere. Uh, farmranchstore.com, farmranchstore.com. If you got a piece of dirt and you need gear for your ranch, there's only one place to go, farmranchstore.com, where the landowner gets goes to get work done. Whew, all right. Hey, it's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. We're going to take a break, come back on the flip side. On the flip side, we're going to uh, check in on the coast, what's going on down on the coast. We got uh, news uh, PETA report coming up. We've got um, a great armed citizen report that you're not going to want to miss and more. Only one place, live in the bunkhouse, 7 to 9 Sunday mornings or 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.